are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Terrific, terrific. And you? I'm doing really well. Yeah, doing well. Nice. I'm. Um, I, I think today's uh, show is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm always. Uh, I mean, it's it's always nice when we get people that have, you know, a lot of experience in the trenches and they can share their expertise. Um, and in this case, um, it's some very uh, kind of hands-on expertise around uh, conducting an ABM pilot and account-based marketing. Of course, is um, certainly a strong topic of conversation these days. I think we've done a number of shows on it now. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, get our guests' um, uh, input and uh, kind of benefit of his expertise and all of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm really stoked about it, too, because I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, as we heard on the episode that we had Sankram Vajre from Terminus on, you know, he, he's still finding that it's very much a new thing, you know, that, uh, you know, he was thinking that less than 10% of companies were actually doing it. And so it's always really exciting to talk to somebody who's been in those trenches and then has expertise with actually doing ABM. And the fun thing about it is there's no standard playbook. I think everybody's, um, you know, every ABM pilot I've uh, heard of or frankly been a part of is quite different. So um, looking forward to it. Let's, uh, let's uh, jump into it. Indeed. So joining us today is Sergio Limas. Sergio is the Senior Manager of Demand Gen at Cooper Lighting Solutions, which is a division of Signify. Thanks for joining us on the Cooler Ring, Sergio. Welcome. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Doing well. Yeah, no complaints, Sergio. You know, it, uh, it, 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 we're recording this episode during in the midst of the COVID crisis. We don't know when we're going to release it, we should tell people. so. Um, but you should just know the context under which we're recording it. So um, so when we're saying, yeah, we're terrific, we're kind of, there's always a little bit of a caveat there, of course. <laughs> right. The world is living in a caveat right now. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, we're living in one big yeah, but at this point. <laughs> Um, well, Sergio, uh, please, um, uh, please introduce yourself to our guests, if you would, and tell us a bit more about uh, Cooper Lighting Solutions and your work there. Sure. I've been in my position as the lead for the demand generation team for about two years now. And um, a lot of, just like I assume a lot of manufacturing companies, a lot of end user B2B demand generation was relatively new to the organization from a very hands-on sort of way. So I definitely feel privileged to have had the opportunity to work with a lot of talented marketers and a lot of talented agencies as well uh, to get our programs out there. Uh, we've done a variety of things, uh, a lot of different omni-channel programs, very, very centered around our businesses, uh, strategic pillars. Uh, and uh, we're obviously always seeking uh, new customers. And this is sort of how we ended up stumbling upon ABM. So you say stumbling upon ABM. So talk to me about, I guess, stumbling upon ABM and what you shaped up to be your kind of the first uh, uh, dip into the water, if you will. Sure. Uh, our company, which is a lighting manufacturer, Bass, uh, just as of recently, used to be part of Eaton Corporation and a pretty big conglomerate of uh, power solutions. And with that came a lot of really great benefits because we got the chance to interact with a lot of different divisions uh, headquartered by our electrical, electrical sector. 
So uh, ABM actually came from as a conversation with uh, other marketers within the Eaton organization, and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to sort of align with one of our newly created teams, which was an enterprise sales team, and uh, to create a lot of demand opportunities uh, from enterprise level customers uh, back into some of our connected solutions, which were a little bit of a longer sales cycle, a little bit more complex, definitely had a lot of people involved in the decision-making process and required quite a bit of a upfront journey of discovery before sales was even able to have a conversation with them. So we thought it was a no-brainer to start with a lot of marketing outreach and then be able to connect directly to the sales team. So just so I'm clear, when we talk about connected solutions in the context of uh, lighting solutions, are we talking about things where you're um, managing building lighting remotely and things of that sort? Um, exactly. Uh, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. Awesome. Exactly. Um, so, and, and how big was the enterprise sales team that you were um, looking to drive leads to? Uh, in total, it uh, was about uh, five or six people who were okay. completely aligned to the organization, so relatively big, um, and definitely some contacts already existed within there in a lot of our enterprise customers, but uh, knowledge and understanding of what a connected solution, sort of a you know, high complex system would be was relatively low. Very cool. I wonder, I, I, know, I remember in our preamble, you said something that was really, um, uh, I, I thought very honest, frankly. You said that the results were mixed, but the lessons were clear about your, 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 your venture into ABM. So I guess uh, let's, let, let's not talk about the mixed results just yet. Let's talk about the lessons. Um, what, what's the, what, what are some of the lessons that kind of stand out in your mind? You know, just like um, anything, definitely being able to work very closely with all the different teams involved and at the beginning uh, is the key to building the right infrastructure to a campaign. We definitely had that opportunity to work with not just our sales team and uh, leverage a lot of the insights we had already accumulated about some of these customers that would be in the connected sphere but also to be able to do additional insight and fact-finding from external sources to figure out exactly what an enterprise-level uh, solution or pain point would look like so that we could devise the right solution for the customer. I would say that looking at um, our array of customer targets at the beginning, we really wanted to focus on specific audiences and maybe be able to scale that way. Uh, and really hit on those engagement points in order to get customers down a funnel, down the funnel that we wanted them to um, go to in order to really measure when somebody would be ready to have a conversation with our sales group. I think it's, uh, you know, it is pretty interesting because when we think about ABM, you know, it, it contrasts very heavily with a traditional sales funnel, you know, or a traditional inbound sales funnel at the very least, you know, where you have uh, traffic coming to your website and then a certain percentage of those people become marketing qualified leads and then a certain percentage of those get transferred to sales, the sales qualified leads, and then another percentage get moved into hopefully closed one customers. Um, how did you and your team go about 
working through that in order to better understand exactly how to um, move people through a program that was a little bit more directed because ABM tends to be a little bit more where you're trying to figure out what that buyer's journey is up front and then assigning different elements along the way in order to get people to convert at the certain points that you think they're going to be in the buyer's journey. So I guess my, my bigger question is I'm a bit rambly is, uh, you know, how did you uh, map out that journey and who did you work with within the organization to understand exactly what it was that you wanted to show people at which time? Sure. We actually started the uh, campaign development process with sales the product team, the marketing team, and the execution agency that we were going to use for the program. And it's funny because you sort of work with these teams and everybody's quickly jumping to tactics or to uh, messaging that they want to uh, follow and pursue. But uh, we really sort of had to step back and really offer the opportunity to think strategically, but definitely to solve creatively. So we were able to sort of set the right uh, audiences uh, the right accounts. And then really, as I was saying, because of the different insights that we had all gathered, really build um, a strong positioning statement for each of the individual audiences that we thought resided within all of the enterprise targets that uh, we had all agreed to. So knowing that actually allowed us to really create, um, and this was a really fun experience based on the insights marketing was actually able to build a uh, very strong top of funnel, mid funnel, bottom funnel um, messaging and strategies where in top of funnel, we were really focused on creating that strong emotional connection with the buyer. And uh, normally, you know, with um, a lot of connected systems, because it's an investment, we wanted to make sure that we were really solving for these buyers' everyday problems. What are they really measured on when they're walking into their boss's office and they're having their annual review? Uh, what are they really going to speak to in terms of success points for the for their year? So uh, in doing so, we actually saw some really great engage, engagement in that uh, top sort of awareness uh, level strategy, moving them down into the mid funnel where we started introducing a lot more uh, differentiating features, hard figures about the system and certifications that would allow them to continue to dive deeper. Now, all of these, uh, the system, of course, a lot of our systems come with a lot of different features and benefits. So being able to build a hierarchy of those by audience actually allowed us to focus those uh, core elements and not just do a sort of mass branding of the system, but really fine tune into what would really be important to these different people and in order to get them down into additional fact finding. So we actually found that uh, we received really great engagement there through that process. And eventually that sort of bottom funnel experience was, well, do you want to uh, experience this? Do you want to talk to an expert? And at the time we happened to be going to light fair, which is the most important trade show for the industry. So the timing was perfect. And um, we encouraged a demo um, at the actual show. And whereas we actually saw engagement in those ads, we didn't actually convert or get people to make an appointment. But because ABM is designed to track um, that buyer's journey, 
then we knew exactly who was engaged at those points and now sort of understood this is a hot lead. Uh, they're uh, ready to talk to uh, a sales team. And so we did. We, uh, we labeled them as such. We also measured uh, warm leads that actually had a lot of mid-funnel engagement and um, also had a lot of page views within our website and um, gathered that information as well and was able to pass down to sales. So uh, I think the key here was really understanding each of the audience's uh, core pain points and being able to build the right hierarchy of features and benefits and information that was specific to them and that would drive them further um, into our funnel. Uh, through that process, we actually were able to see 100% engagement with all of our target accounts and our click-throughs were far above the averages for the industry. So that's impressive. But then at the same time, you said, uh, if I heard you correctly, that you didn't, uh, there was, was there a, uh, just challenge at the bottom of funnel in terms of getting that final conversion? So then what you did is um, uh, basically use it to inform a more focused sales outreach, specifically at the trade show. Did I connect the dots correctly? Correct. Okay. So our goal was always to guide these customers down to that conversation with sales. And we sort of thought the trade show would be a perfect event because we were actually going to be showcasing a lot of the capabilities of uh, these systems live. Uh, but we actually ended up not having that formalized lead, which required a little bit of a softer approach to follow up uh, post-show. So I always find it interesting, like you know, because the act of kind of doing a journey mapping of customers is in one way you're treating every customer kind of the same, and of course they're very different. And even if you're segmenting, we all know that even within one specific segment, customer X might be different than customer Y. Their journey might be quite different. But the act of doing it is always an act of a bit of applying of you know a one size fits most, if you will, model against. Uh, a bank of customers. So I'm always curious because this this work is done with you know partners and uh, marketing teams and sales teams all working together, um, and, and they're trying to piece it together collectively. And they have visibility into some elements of the journey. They don't have visibility in others. So I'd be curious, other than maybe on that bottom of funnel conversion point, do you think that there are any other aspects of the journey that you maybe kind of got wrong or? Uh, maybe not wrong might not be the right word, but at least uh, over or underestimated in a certain way. Or um, what did you learn, I guess, during the pilot that may inform or, or, or shift your perception of what the actual customer journey is? Sure. I definitely think that, uh, you know, ABM marketers and even our agency to a degree was sort of focused on the pain points on the individual accounts. But in order to gain scale, we actually stepped away from thinking of individual accounts, but more so into the needs of those specific audiences, which as a marketer, I would say that my needs have been pretty similar uh, from company to company, even if it's you know B2C or B2B, et cetera. So in that way, we were actually able to be relevant while creating uh, scale across the different target accounts. I would say when we, to your point, I feel we were sort of very, regimented in uh, the funnel and wanted to gain agreement, especially I think part of that was this tactic was so new that we wanted to make sure we were checking off all the boxes and trying to be, you know, as successful as possible. Uh, and while not ruffling any feathers internally or creating any sort of potential conflict, but 
what we really realized was uh, that uh, a tactic like this uh, really needed a lot of uh, sort of agile collaboration between all of the groups across the entire journey. If I were to do this again, I would definitely look at how can I engage the sales team, the product team, early in the process of data collection and analysis in order to be able to create a feedback loop that would really allow us to enrich the program in real time. Because we had this funnel very specifically done and we had sort of created this handoff process to sales, uh, we marketing didn't necessarily think much of what's going to happen once the lead uh, is handed off to the team. And we had found that part of the reason we got some mixed results was because there were additional elements of the journey, uh, such as we realized uh, the actual buying process was much longer than we originally expected. Uh, we also realized that uh, the sales team really needed case studies in order to validate the proof points that we were trying to uh, make with these customers. So, but none of that came to fruition until we really realized, wow, well, our purchases and these systems actually didn't develop. Even though we saw success in other areas, the actual objective of the campaign uh, didn't come to full fruition. And it was in that postmortem that some of these uh, things came about. But I think if we would have had that interaction, that collaboration with the entire team as we were gathering data, as we were building these customer profiles, um, that they were actually building themselves as they were traveling through our journey, then we would have been a lot more successful and actually created a lot more accountability across all the different teams in order to say, if these are the insights that uh, you need and we've had a conversation, then let's go ahead and prove them out. And if that's not working, then be able to come back and optimize. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. I think there's a, a huge lesson there for marketers in, in that, you know, especially so many of us think that we understand exactly how things are going to go and that we set up these gates and these points where we expect people to be doing certain things. And then, you know, once we, you know, know, um, as Carmen is often uh, fond of saying, you know, no uh, strategy survives contact with the enemy. You know, you, you get into it, <laughs> right. and you see exactly what is going on and, and, oh crap, they, they turned left when we expected them to go straight, you know, right. and, uh, having, having resources available in order to, uh, to be able to redirect people to the appropriate thing that you, uh, that maybe you weren't anticipating or to kind of run these pilot campaigns so that you can, um, you know, have the knowledge of, and not, not overspend too early so that you can learn and, and redevelop and, and make things even better for the subsequent campaigns is, is probably a huge lesson for a lot of people as they move into anything new like ABM. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, I, I just think that people like talk about sales and marketing alignment like it's um I don't know like a lot of people talk about it as oh we just gotta make sure they're singing from the same song sheet or they had the same definition of leads or whatever but man 
uh, Sergio's uh, advice here is seeking a much deeper integration of those functions. It goes well beyond alignment, and it goes to them really functioning as one uh, unified, very agile uh, revenue generation team. And that's a different model entirely, isn't it? It really is. And it's definitely a different model. It was a different model for us. And I think that's where some of the uh, regimen that we had established stopped working. And it's uh, everybody sort of comes back and I post more and says, well, what happened? Uh, and that ability to actually learn and be able to come out of it, it was with actionable items of if we do this again, then and actually another omni-channel campaigns and programs that we launch uh, across the business, then we know that we need to be engaging very closely. In this specific case, being a new tactic, that engagement was almost required. But uh, because mm. of the thinking at the time, wasn't as clear. Yeah. I wonder, this is kind of maybe a weird question, um, but I'll ask it anyway, I guess. Um, I'm curious, like, because I think there are, so one, one, one of the messages or the takeaways we could get, take away from this is like, guys, if you don't have the capacity to kind of um, get that level of uh, alignment and, um, and agility uh, amongst these teams to make the program better, uh, then don't do it. And that could be a legitimate uh, point. But I would wonder, you know, what about those marketing organizations that are sitting out there? They say, you know what, that's, um, we're not going to get that in a pilot. You know, uh, marketing kind of needs to do it on their own. So then I, I, I kind of was just wondering, Sergio, like, what would be a fair KPI in your point of view then? I mean, if we're, you know, if, if marketing does have to go it a bit alone and get this pilot out of the way, how ought, a success be measured because maybe measuring it on just uh, net new customers generated is a little bit too strict for somebody who only controls part of that pipeline. Sure, I would say a couple things. I definitely think that just alone the exposure that ABM is giving you, just like any other display advertising campaign or video campaign or search marketing campaign, uh, will definitely generate some uh, sales. Likely, uh, maybe not necessarily in the individual things that you're promoting, but maybe on other things that you sort of became top of mind uh, when they saw your ad. Uh, so definitely I would say, look at some different elements of your uh, relationship with these enterprise customers. We personally saw that there was a nice year lift in some other lighting products so not necessarily in the systems that we were pushing for, but uh, nonetheless, those sales actually amounted to quite a bit and uh, which generated strong margin and therefore generated strong ROI for the campaign. You were in front of those customers more frequently. You were in front of them with targeted messaging that at least was relevant exactly. to them. Maybe the product that you were promoting isn't where they converted, but you do have indications that their year-over-year revenue certainly did go up. That's exactly correct. And I think that to your point about content relevancy, that's a big um, win for us in our marketing group that we actually understood. We got the elements of the journey correct. So now knowing that these are the right messages and these are the right audiences, then we're able to scale these learnings across different marketing channels, across new campaigns, across even new events and things like that in order to be able to uh, continue to be top of mind and then reach them 
in different ways. That makes complete sense to me. Jeff, I feel like I just interrupted you. No, no, not at all. Um, I, I do think, you know, Sergio, given your experience and what you've seen with this pilot, um, you know, what what lessons would you have? And, and you, you've gone over a few of them um, thus far in the in the podcast. But uh, what specific lessons would you have for others looking to embark on an ABM campaign? You know, what 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 are the key takeaways for you? Definitely, I would say that uh, say standalone tactic ABM is quite a bit of work. So first and foremost, I would definitely say uh, make it a component of your broader marketing plan. I think that's where you're going to see. Uh, obviously the plan being designed to gain things in the short term as well as the long term uh, will set you up for broader success. Uh, Definitely the use of external um, data, but also leveraging internal expertise because this is so closely tied to sales, I think will actually build a really strong campaign infrastructure uh, with really strong um, audience specific journeys. And like I said, that alignment to sales is is so key. The ABM uh, of all marketing tactics, I think uh, the success of it really depends on that. And uh, building a feedback loop with that cross-functional group early on in the game to really understand how to best use the data from the program uh, will not only enrich the campaign, but really enrich other channels and other programs where you're targeting uh, that same product or solution. And really measure against objectives. Obviously, our goal as marketers is to win at whatever we're pushing, but don't get stuck there. Definitely go ahead and look at other ways in which this level of exposure, this level of messaging relevance, and this level, this deep work that is done in order to solve for a consumer problem um, or I should say a customer problem, is uh, gaining in other ways. Like I said, for us, it was that uh, sales and other product lines, uh, but it could be a variety of um, success stories for other customers as well, depending on your industry. I think there's a nice little juxtaposition against what most digital marketers find themselves in. I mean, usually the digital marketer in the room is the one championing the uh, you know, fully closed loop analytics and calling BS on some awareness stats, et cetera, right? But then kind of ABM turns that on its ear yet again, where getting a level of uh, impressions, engagement uh, to, to a, a set of target accounts does drive an awful lot of value. And uh and can't just be dismissed as vanity metrics. I think that's a great uh, reminder, Sergio. I'd be curious on the, because you did mention at the start of that, that the that, that ABM is a bit of a heavy lift, you know? It's a bit of a, a significant tactic to take on. How much of the embedded in that comment is, uh, is the level of content investment required to carry it off? I understand that there's a level of alignment and uh, whatnot and t- kind of team structure that's required, and that can be heavy lifting in and of itself. But does that also extend over on the content side? Or? Absolutely. And we definitely saw that as we were developing the commercialization plan for um, these solutions that we didn't really think of all the different partitions that would be required uh, in order to really be uh, have the right landing spots, um, not only for these customers, but also the right stories that were individual uh, for the core uh, decision makers, as well as all the different influencers along their journey. 
So uh, it was quite a bit of upfront work to make sure that uh, all of that content was developed, that we were able to take what we knew, but actually divided in across all the different audiences. And then to create those landing uh, places that would resonate with the messaging that they were being served in all of our different advertising. So definitely, I think, you know, I compare it again to any marketing plan, any campaign, having this level of work really early on in the game uh, before a you know demand generation plan is developed, but really at that commercialization uh, solution development end of things is really key. And I think this is where marketing can be both a strategic partner and a support function. Uh, we can help build that program that consumer insights validate the different value propositions validate uh, the right audiences and be able to carry that through a demand generation plan that actually yields results. That's great advice. And I just, uh, man, I guess if we could get one thing across to marketers, it's like, could you please stop underestimating content creation effort? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> every, every marketer of the planet, we just want to think it's an afterthought or something. It's uh, uh, Anyway, it's uh, sometimes we're our own worst enemies, aren't we? Exactly. And uh, if you're not creating, if you're not solving for a problem that a customer has, if you're not creating differentiation within your offering, and most importantly, if you're not connecting to that, to the heart of the person who's going to buy, then you really are missing out on an opportunity. Well, Sergio, this has been, um, uh, this is one of those episodes where I look down at the clock and I'm shocked at how much time has gone by. It's been an incredibly engaging, <laughs> fast conversation. I, I thank you for sharing your your expertise with us in our audience today. It's uh, been really great to connect with you. No, I've loved it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you both for having me. Thanks a lot. All the best. To you too. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.